DJ PK and Aaron Falk joining us now from the bubble in Orlando, utahjazz.com writer. He joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprinter coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. So, question of the morning. After Donovan Mitchell goes for 57, do you look at him differently? How do you see him now? Um, I, I guess I don't look at him all that differently. I mean, I, I think you know, on on playoff stage, certainly elevates him. But but this is an NBA All Star. This is um, a, a guy who, from the jump, his rookie season has impressed and, and grown. And and I, I know historically where where that stands in terms of you know the the, the top scoring performance in Jazz playoff history, third most um, in the NBA playoff history. But I, I I'm watching that, and and you are so impressed and then at the same time you're, I'm watching him and I'm thinking this is sort of what you I think a lot of people would expect from Donovan at this at this stage in, in some ways and you know you're not, not going to score 57 every night but this is a guy who can take over games this is a guy who um, gets respect from, from players around the league if, if not you know in, in the debates with certain fan bases, but like this is what I expect from from a, an all star level superstar level guard, and um, very excited to see him uh, try to try to you know what what can he do in game two? Try to put on an encore performance like that. So all three of us have been in situations where we've been in the home arena before a playoff game, we've been in the road arena before a playoff game, and obviously it just feels different. You know, we've talked about in the last few years when the Jazz go out on the road to start the postseason, they get the split. You come into the arena, and it starts out on the plaza for Game 3. We got home court now, and the anticipation of the crowd is just, you could practically feel something that is unfeelable, to use a word that isn't a word, but you know what I mean. And so I'm wondering... As you go into those facilities in Orlando, how does that compare the feeling of anticipation to what we've seen so many times over the years? Yeah, it, it was very different um, arriving to the arena for Game One. Um, definitely, you know, you you miss that buzz that that just that you get from nineteen thousand people all coming together for for that. Um, you know, as a community, um, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of going through my pregame motions and, and getting things set up, um, and then watching the players come out of the locker room for their huddle, um, and you know, guys are guys are breathing like guys are trying to catch their breath. You know, they they know that even though this doesn't feel like a, a regular um, NBA postseason, that they're missing the fans. Like the stakes are still high. Like I watching those guys out there breathe trying to calm themselves collect themselves get ready like that's when it hit me like okay this still matters a bunch to it to everybody um you know the, the stakes are still very high like the competitive juices are flowing and then to watch that game you know as heartbreaking as this for, for jazz fans to see them lose in, in overtime um it, an awesome game an awesome way to kick off the, the postseason here um but that you know i i think i do think it there are those moments and 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 when you when you feel that but yeah, you're missing you're missing Vivint Arena terribly. So I'm curious: Are there now? We don't know piped-in noise versus people that look like they're sitting there. Were there a few fans because people have family members or friends in the bubble or whatever? Um, there were a few more. Um, 
people watching than than in the regular season game. Um, that being said, I, I I think you know family members are coming in um, a little bit later still. Mm, okay. uh, but yeah, but there but there were definitely um, a, a few more people. Obviously, you know, scouting in, increases from other teams and more. Um, you know, various players can, can attend, etc. But um, but it's still. I mean, when, when you're talking about a few more people, we're talking about I don't know, maybe 25 more people in, in an arena. It's 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 noticeable because it's usually so empty but it's also not going to change anything these are not people that are you know cheering clapping they're they're observing the noise is still that that piped in crowd noise so because there's not nearly as many people are you a little more hesitant to do what you would normally do in a playoff game and paint your face the jazz colors (laughs) uh i am a little more hesitant i'm you know i have a skincare routine i'm not trying to break out (laughs) Can't care routine. <laughs> I'm wondering what's the situation with Conley. Is he's got to stay in his room, or is he can he be around the team? How's that working? No, it's it's an in-room quarantine, as as far as I understand it. Sort of the the exact same thing that happened um, when we got here for for 48 hours. Only he's doing it for four days. Um, you know, he, he's not in in even in the um, hotel where where we are currently. He's in a, a separate part of. Um, of, of the campus um, on the grounds, but not in the, the main hotel. And uh, yeah, you know, all expectation is that he will be tested. And, and as long as that test turns around in time, we'll be there for game three. And that's, that's really the, that home court advantage. When you talk about, you know, traditionally, like, can you go on, on the road and, and split the first two? Um, I know that you're not going to have that 19,000, you know, crowd behind you, but getting Mike Conley back for game three, um, will will be that I guess that home court bump hopefully and you know that's why you want to go in and, and split the first deal for this one. So as you see guys, and I'm curious about the Jazz, but also other teams, as you see guys kind of around the the complex, right? Is it different? Is there a different feeling now that it's in the in the playoffs? Are guys a little more tense, a little more wound up, or is it just another day at the office? And the office is a massive vacation complex in Orlando. <laughs> uh, business casual for sure, um, but yeah, I, I think it's. I, I'm not, I haven't noticed anything that's like crazy, and you, and you probably saw, you know, Jamal Murray uh, getting video of Donovan on his Instagram after. Um, after the game, saying like, "Damn, uh, this guy just dropped fifty-seven on me, and now I have to run into him here." Like, it, it, but it, it was playful. Um, so I think you know, it's still early in in the postseason, and, and you know, there there are still those friendships that exist. Uh, maybe as you know, guys pick up a few hard fouls here and there, or or things go on, maybe feelings start to, to change. But um, you know, right now, on the whole, it still feels somewhat the same to me. Yeah, I did see that video. So what you're saying is that guys are just running into each other. They're hanging. I don't know if hanging out is the right word, but hanging around the same group of people all the time. Uh, I mean, I, I just there's just no way out, outside of staying in your room. Um, there's no way to avoid running into people. Uh, you know, when we get on on the bus for for a game, um Denver's also loading onto their buses for a game from the same, you know, entrance of this hotel. Uh, the, the loop around the campus is, is a mile and there are two places to eat. Everyone's going to breakfast, um, pregame, you know, at, at the same spot. 
Um, there are, you know, a, a dozen tables outside by the lake, right by, by the facility. Like you're going to run into people. There's just no way of, of avoiding it. So are, are the teams kind of, I don't know, fraternizing sounds awfully big. Are they, are they hanging out? How much uh, interaction? Because you always wonder, like, these guys are competitive, on, but then how buddy-buddy and chummy are they afterwards? It was easy for Jamal Murray to be playful because his team won the game. Yeah. I, I think they're, I think while, while they are running into each other, I, I should say, you know, earlier on, I, I guess it would probably be more likely that different guys from different teams are going to go out and have maybe a meal together. Um, and now they can be playful in, in that moment, you know, on, on Instagram, but it's, it's in passing. It's not like it wasn't that Donovan and Jamal Murray sat down and had a cup of coffee and a, and a chat afterwards. It was just sort of, you know, in, in on your way to grab lunch from your team room and, and back. So I think earlier on there were probably more opportunities or, or willingness from guys to, to do those things. And now it's, you know, you're, you're going to be with your team. You're going to see other guys. You're going to say hello. You're going to be polite, generally speaking, I assume. Um, but it's not going to be necessarily as, you know, friendly in terms of, like, let's go bowling later. So when we go to NCAA tournaments, you know, we as media, we can go to any game we want to go to, not just ours. Uh, as far as that goes, are people even beyond the media like yourself, but beyond that, are you able to go to other playoff games? Um, no, I, I do not have uh, your VIP clearance, PK, so I am um, – I am not allowed it right right now. It's uh, well, I guess I should say the, for the entirety of, of the bubble, players were allowed to go on a first come first serve kind of basis. Um, you know, some family and, and advanced scouts, but they really do want to limit the number of people and, and also sort of the the cross the, the kind of the people crossing paths and and maybe you know crossing exposure essentially. So um, most most of us are, are not allowed to go to other games. Uh, any reaction you've gotten to the Lakers dropping game one to the Blazers? Is there a general feeling the Lakers might be in trouble here? The Blazers certainly aren't a normal number eight seed. Uh, now that they're healthy, they're, they're far better than their record, obviously. Any buzz? Yeah, you know, I mean, I used to see uh, a couple of those games yesterday. I, I think everybody just knows how um, strange and, and that this postseason is and how basically anything might be possible. I think that's in the back of everybody's head. Um, but other than that, you know, it wasn't necessarily the, the topic of conversation uh, with guys this morning. It's just, it's all about Denver and trying to win game two. Yeah. As far as that goes, uh, did you, in your interaction, at least from my perspective, you know, and I'm obviously thousands of miles away that I, I didn't feel a sense of uh I don't know what the word would be, defeat, I guess. Obviously, they lost the game. But you know how when you're in a playoff situation, at least uh, from a media or a fan perspective, you know in this case, we'll just use this as a little example, you know you'd have to win one from in Denver in order to win the series, right? And you'd get the feeling, oh, we had our chance and we blew it. We didn't get it done and we got – that was our one chance and, and like, oh, it's going to be so hard. Is that feeling? And I didn't. I didn't get the sense of a defeated attitude among the players. So it, there really isn't that feeling there that while well, we had our chance because it doesn't matter. You got to win four, and they're all at the same spot. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, you know, Donovan said what pretty much any player is going to say, but I, I think he, he truly meant it. You know, it's it's it, this is 
in, in basketball, it's not soccer. There's no aggregate score here or anything. You know, you're, you're down one, you're down one Oh, not like it doesn't matter whether it was a, an overtime loss, a 50 point loss. It doesn't matter. Let's go back, win game two. I think there, there is that feeling. Um, you know, you're not going to go face a hostile crowd. You're not going to have to travel. You are, you are in the same situation. The, the playing field's level. Um, you know, you're, you're obviously disappointed to, um, push a, a team to to the brink like that on, and have such an amazing performance from Donovan and come up short. But I think everybody knows, you know, you look at, at the numbers and look at what Denver did. And, and while Donovan's probably not going to score 57 tonight, uh, you know, Denver's not going to shoot wh- whatever. It felt like 100% from the field um, either. So I, I think and you look at it and you look and you see, you know, we got some things that as, as a Jazz, you, that you wanted to see in terms of um, switches and getting Torrey Craig off Donovan, you saw some some really good things from from Joe Ingles in, in Mike Conley's absence, and I think you feel pretty good uh, about your chances. And you're not you're definitely not defeated after one game in a place where you know you're not going into a hostile environment. Well, you just brought up a couple words there that we haven't heard a name, Torrey Craig. So obviously he had foul trouble, and obviously that was part of the storyline here. How much does uh, how many uh, how much can he change the way he plays? It's a different game. It's a different refs. Maybe they tweak something. Uh, how much has Donovan solved that problem permanently? Um, I think it's you know there there will be um, adjustments on on Denver's part, but really the the problem was solved is. With with you know good strategy on on Quinn Snyder's part and getting the switches that they wanted, putting um, guys in, putting Donovan in in different pick and rolls with whether it's Rudy or or maybe some small small pick and rolls and and um, getting Torrey Craig off of him or getting Torrey Craig in foul trouble as, as he tried to fight through those screens and so um, you know Torrey Craig has obviously given Donovan trouble this season. Um, he's he's a tremendous wing defender and you know by, by Donovan's admission um, but when you are you know like I've said all along you know you've got to trust Quinn Snyder as as an X's and O guy in, in a situation like this and he put uh, Donovan in a really tremendous situation and and you know we, we saw the results playoffs are a fun time of year well we always enjoy it Do you think people in the bubble there are they having fun or is it wearing on them a little bit I think, um, you know, everybody's going to have good days and, and bad days. Um, and I think the, there, there is uh, a level of fun and excitement that, that didn't exist during the, the seeding games. Um, that being said, I'll, I'll be very interested to see, you know, what happens um, in, in an elimination type situation for, for different teams around here. You know, if, if, if uh, you know, no, I, I don't know what, what the, if you have any less respect or whatever, but um, you get, you know, get down three, one, whatever the situation may, may be. I think there it's natural to think, you know, Hey, can we, can we, should we be going home? Kind of a situation. Um, That being said, I've said all along, these guys have talked about, you know, since we're here, we're working hard, like let's, let's make noise. And these guys don't want to lose. So I I think, you know, there is that fun. There is that uh, excitement and just that desire to win. Um, but it's still a, a strange situation. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this is this is unlike anything these guys have had to do before, and um, it's it's taxing to to be away from friends and family and and in such a confined space for so long. Do you think this will ever have to be repeated? Does anyone want any part of it? If it had to be repeated at some point, could they? 
would they? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard the or read the same reports. I'm sure that you, you all have heard um, discussions and ongoing about potential multiple bubble sites. You know, in, in my just straight opinion as a human being who's who has um, been through this, I think um, a couple of things. One, I, I think it, it can be repeated and, and people would have desire to be to repeat on some level um, strictly because. This is an entire economy. I mean, not just the player salaries, but so many other people um, involved in, in, in this operation depend on this thing running on some level. Um, you know, that, so that, that being said, you're missing, if, if we're in a situation where you can't play with fans for an extended period of time, um, that's a revenue hit and, and, you know, someone has to crunch those numbers. But I don't think that there would be a desire to do this um, for a four month period uh, at a time, you know, maybe, maybe it is that situation where you're talking about multiple bubble sites for shorter periods of time, guys, the team's flying in from their home market, quarantining for the, you know, maybe four days or something like that, playing uh, two weeks worth of games or something like that and getting back out. I just can't imagine um, the players union wanting their guys to be back in, in a bubble um, away from friends and family for, you know, five months or something like that next year. So someone saw a Gator. Is everyone telling Joe he's wrong? I did, and he and he went full fake news on me. Um, and just because he's more famous, he got more likes on, on on Twitter about it. And I feel absolutely, you know, wronged by that. There are Gators here. It only makes sense. It's Florida. They're everywhere. Come on, Joe. <laughs> There's like three million Gators in that state. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're the man. Not a problem. You guys, you guys have a great day.